Hello and welcome to another episode of the After School Anime Club. Oh wait, what's that? It's a bonus episode. In fact, the first bonus 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 episode, first of of season two. Here with you today, as always, I am your host Max Newland. With me is uh, one of my best uh, best friends, and then a special, very special guest. He would never shoot a gun at a dog, even if it peed inside. It's Max Kostrak. <laughs> That's true. I would never do that. Shouldn't. I'm proud of that fact. Um, and Stevie is not with us today. She's sick. She, we're wishing her all the best in her recovery. So Lend her your energy. Lend her your energy so she can make a spirit bomb and defeat COVID with it. We figured that we still want to do an episode. We still love anime. It would be cool to bring in somebody and maybe just talk about like a good show, like their favorite anime. And to that extent, to that end, rather, she is one of the co-hosts of the Three Little Word podcasts, where she reads and ranks romance novels on their steaminess, dreaminess, and memeiness. She's also a plural activist, YouTuber, streamer, essayist, amateur violinist, punk, and noted lesbian. It's Claudia Alexandrite from the Moonshot Network. Hello, Claudia. Hello, Max, and hello, Max. How are you guys? Welcome. We are doing, doing so well, and we're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I've, I've been looking forward to this all week. And w- I think the question I asked you was like, what is, what's like an anime you like from this era? Some, I forget exactly, but you gave me your favorite anime. Yep, my favorite anime of all time. Period. Okay, period. so this is Absolute your period. number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be controversial because it, you know, other people prefer the other version of this. That's true. Oh, we'll get into that for yeah. sure. I think we, because I, I, I really am curious to hear um, a, a passionate argument one way or the other. Anime is a tangled web. And uh, today we watched two episodes of the 2004 2003? 2003 anime series Full Metal Alchemist, no brotherhood, no subtitle, just full metal. Uh, Pretty good television show, all things considered. Really enjoyable to watch. Very enjoyable. Kind of a who's who of the anime voice actor world at the time, as we've discovered. Uh, but before we get all into that, and Claudia, this may come as a surprise to you as as someone who's not a regular listener, not calling you out, but <laughs> there is something we do have to do before we talk about anime. Okay. Eat our vegetables. Sorry. Right, no. Eat our vegetables. <laughs> so I like to entertain <laughs> myself and our listeners uh, with a little game before every episode. Oh, I love games. And I've brought a fan favorite. Well, I don't know if it's a fan favorite, if, unless you count me as a fan. I've brought back a fan favorite. Um, and I was inspired. Now this show debuted on American TV. It got big on American TV, as far as I can tell around the year 2005, Mm -hmm. a little bit of a delay from the Japanese release. Um, this was kind of a formative time for me. I was in high school. This was my 2005 would have been my sophomore year. And there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of interesting pop music in America around this time. Oh boy. (laughs) And so I've prepared a little game for you all called band for life. This is time capsule. Oh, this is edition. a good one. 
Now, Claudia, Banned for Life is a game wherein I have uh, per perused the internet's number one resource, animemusicvideos.org. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, I find anime music videos that I think are interesting, and I present you all with a kind of a quiz or a game. I've been working on the the concept over time. So this one is is a little, we're gonna take it easy. We're gonna do a um, multiple choice quiz. Band for Life, Time Capsule. I'm calling it Time Capsule because all of these songs were on the Hot 100 in the United States in the year 2005. So there's your hint. Okay, okay. And is this a, is this a buzz in game? Yeah, well, no, let's, I wanna get, I wanna go through the, the whole thing. So we'll thing each pick and a choice I'll... and you reveal which one is, is correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready, Claudia? Yes. Uh, the loser of the game has to post a video on their uh, public Facebook feed without any comment. Number one. <laughs> this first video, I, I collected all the, the AMV names, but I can't tell you all of them because most of them are just the song title. And this is one of them. This yeah. is song title by Andrea. Okay. The driving rhythm and powerful drums of this track from Gwen Stefani's debut solo album, Love, Angel, Music, Baby, accompany a series of scenes from Full Metal Alchemist, both humorous and lascivious. Is this song A, Harajuku Girls, B, Hollaback Girl, C, Rich Girl, or D, Bubble Pop Electric? It's it's got to be B. It's got to be my Hollaback girls. I I've got to take the safe op option here and say also, unfortunately, it's B. Hollaback girl. You all were youths in two thousand five. You knew it was on the radio. You're one hundred percent correct. It's Hollaback girl. <laughs> um, I think I might have seen this music video. Really? And I'm for those now that this is my era, can you guess who the girl is? <laughs> Dead. Okay, so that's uh, one point for each of you on the board. Number two, song title by Angelica2004. Uh, are you all familiar with Urusei Yatsura, also known as Lum? No. Oh, well, it's right I... up my alley. Uh, poor Ataru. He's got a beautiful, fun-loving, super-powered alien woman who loves him despite his general lack of good qualities. He relishes his alone time, despite his anime protagonist luck, and this Kelly Clarkson hit from her second album, Breakaway, fits Ooh. the mood. Is that A, Since You've Been Gone, B, Beautiful Disaster, C, You Found Me, or D, I Hate Myself for Loving You? <laughs> Having not seen the source anime, this one is tough. I know of the character at the very least. Yeah. So this is like if Tenchi was like kind of a asshole and like did not want to hang out with Ryoko. Like really did not want to hang out with her. Okay, can we get those options one more time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, A, since you've been gone. B, beautiful disaster. C, you found me. Or D, I hate myself for loving you. <laughs> the the only Clarkson song I, I know there uh that I recognize is Since You've Been Gone, so I gotta say A, Since You've Been Gone. Okay. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark with Beautiful Disaster. Oh, I gave you... I, it sounded like it was gonna be that one, didn't you? Because I put Beautiful in the description, but no, it's Since You've Been Gone. Claudia, you're pulling ahead. All right. Point. Ooh. 
Thank you to my mother for being a Cle- Kelly Clarkson fan in 2005. <laughs> there was also Clay Aiken on this list, just so everybody knows. I really? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, okay, so this one, number three. I can actually tell you the title. It's Fun and Games by Enigma. The ethereal guitars and four on the floor beat of this killer's hit from the album Hot Fuss make a perfectly nostalgic accompaniment to this video set to scenes from the anime and manga. Fully cool. Wait, the manga? What they're they're just adding manga screenshots as well? Yes, there's the it's 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 scenes from the anime and manga screenshots. This is actually a really okay. cool uh Andy. Wow. Um, is that A, Jenny was a friend of mine, B, all these things I've done, C, Mr. Brightside, or D, Midnight Show? What was it? C, Mr. Brightside? Whatever Mr. Brightside was. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go with Mr. Brightside on this one as well. Go with your instincts, Mr. Brightside. Correct. Two okay. points. One each. But I, I had to get that point. When you said killers and nostalgia, I was like, oh, when you were young. But no, I guess that came out later. (laughs) All right. Okay, number four. Another song title. This one by Mitsukai Turi. Back in 2005, Advent Children was about as slick and serious as things got for a certain generation of video game and anime fans. The chilled out beats and dystopic vibes of this mega hit from Gorilla's second album, Demon Days, fit right in. Is that A, Last Living Souls? B, every planet we reach is dead. C, O, green world. Or D, feel good ink. Oh, that's tough. It, it, it's hard not to reach for the, the one that we all know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the dark horse here. I think it's B, every planet we reach is dead. Okay, every planet we reach is dead. I feel like video. I remember that being by Gorilla. a really smart guess, and, but I need to pull ahead, so I'm going to switch my vote up, and I'm going to go for the obvious feel good ink. Well, Max, you're tying it up with two points Ooh. aside. Ooh. That was Feel Good Ink. I think every anime has may, might have a Feel Good Ink music video out there somewhere. Yeah, J- yeah. just about, just about. Um, it was big. That was a really big one. Uh, okay. Next video is Naruto and Sasuke's Painful Past by Song-kun. It's hard being a kid and growing up. It's hard and nobody understands. We've all been there. And that's what Song-kun was feeling when they made this AMV set to the genre-defining hit from Green Day's seventh album, American Idiot. Now, <laughs> a lot oh of these were chart toppers, okay? So here's, this is, might be a tough one. Is it A, Boulevard of Broken Dreams? B, Wake Me Up When September Ends? C, Jesus of Suburbia, or D, American Idiot. I feel like I feel like in my heart I've seen at least one of these. It's got to be Boulevard. <laughs> it's Naruto and Sasuke's painful past. If you think there's a clue in there, now two of these songs were on the top 100. I will say that. Yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a wild swing out of left field here with um, uh, September. When September, September ends. Okay. Actually, I'm going to switch my answer to September as well, thinking about the lyrics. Okay. Wake me up with September ends. No points. Oh, oh, was it Boulevard? Should have gone with your gut. It was Boulevard. Uh-huh. Dang it. Should have gone with your gut. It was Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Uh, I did not know American Idiot was Green Day's seventh album. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. yeah. That feels huge to me. They've been around for, they were around for a long time. Yeah. 
Anyway, it just goes to show, follow your dreams, kids. Um, we are still tied up going into number six. This is song titled by Osako. Fallout Boy, known for lead singer Patrick Stump's signature style, released their second album from Under the Cork Tree this year, and this defiant, swingy pop anthem doesn't exactly mesh well with the scenes from Paranoia Agent in this video. Whoa, what? Was that Dance Dance, A, B, Seven Minutes in Heaven, C, Sophomore Slump, or D, Sugar, We're Going Down? I'm giving it to Dance Dance uh, for reasons. Okay. Got to agree. Dance Dance. Easy to By see, easy opening. to picture in your mind's eye, isn't it? Dance Dance. Well, that's wrong, though. Because <laughs> oh. Sugar, We're Going Down. Oh. I don't know why they did this. Who did this? Who did? Osako, you're on notice. What's up with this? Sugar, we're going down. <laughs> Come on Come the on. show. Actually, it would be sick if some of these people came on the show. Because <laughs> all these videos are from like 2005, 2006. <laughs> Let's just start reaching out to every anime music video creator we can. It's too bad YouTube doesn't have DMs anymore. <laughs> did YouTube? Okay, well, we... Hold on, real quick. Did YouTube ever have DMs? Yes, it did. What the fuck? Yeah, here's a weird little story about YouTube DMs. My oh little sister posted some kind of like weird video of her doing some kind of trick and somebody from like Nickelodeon DM'd her about uh adding that clip to an episode of their uh soon to fail like Tosh.0 ripoff. I don't believe the episode The kids the soup for kids? The soup for kids? What? Is yeah, that what like it's... like Tosh.0 was the soup for gamers and weirdos. Oh, okay. oh, okay. The soup. Yeah, basically the soup <laughs> for, kids. For, kids. for kids. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't believe that her episode even made it to air. That is how, oh. how quickly this show was canceled. Wow. We're tied up and this one's for all the peanuts, okay? Okay. This one might be pretty easy. You just, you know. This is the memory of Yami Yugi by Seshomaru the Ferret 14760. Great username. Any attempt at pathos has been completely ruined by this song's memeiness. It's Nickelback from their fifth album, All the Right Reasons. Is it A, if everyone cared, B, Rockstar, C, Photograph, or D, Someday? Photograph. Rockstar. Look at this. Oh. anime quiz <laughs> it was photograph um there's Look a line in there about trading card um there's a line in photograph that's like what's that on joey's head oh what the so there's actually some joey's synergy head? whoa yeah okay some synergy I, in the video i think it is real uh amazing whenever you get that level of specific connection with an amv <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's rare it's truly an art it is. Uh, it's the highest form of art to me. I really, I, uh, 100%, uh, zero irony zone uh, on Anime Club. We respect people who write fan fiction and we respect people who make anime music videos. Oh, true yeah, heroes. Sure. Absolutely. And um, I, I couldn't, Max, you're the winner of this episode. Congratulations. Great job. Uh, would, of course, Feeling be remiss, uh, would, of course, be remiss if I didn't at least say Go to animemusicvideos.org. Spare them a couple of bucks. They're having a hosting crisis. Um, you get to watch cool videos. It's great. It's, uh, it's that is actually a, a literal piece of history. And um, I'm oh, yeah. 
opening that tab of my computer now, so I remember to do that. Can't watch anything with the Evanescence song in it. Unfortunately, they're very, they don't like that. Amy Lee, notoriously yeah, litigious, I suppose. But everything else is up there still. So take a look. Have fun with it. Okay. Uh, f- congratulations to all. Hope we all had a good time. It's time to talk about anime. Uh, and this episode, we uh, it's already been mentioned, I think we watched episodes 13 and 17 of Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, and this is what we saw. Episode 13, Full Metal vs. Flame. Ed Elric, the Full Metal Alchemist, is back at East City Base to report on the city of Lior, recently liberated from a maniacal priest. Before Colonel Mustang can issue further orders, Fuhrer Bradley arrives to take over operations. Bad timing for Ed, who's looking for a man named Marco, and he gets an earful from the guy on the visiting Brigadier General. Even worse timing, Ed's state alchemist exam has been moved to today, and it looks like it's going to be a battle assessment, a duel against Colonel Mustang. Roy starts things off with a bang, but Ed blows up his spot by destroying his glove, forcing Mustang to pull out his ace in the hole. A second glove. When it comes time for the coup de grace, though, Mustang hesitates, allowing Elric to claim victory. Later, we learn why. And Ed learns what became of Dr. Marco. Oh, and Hawkeye adopts the dog, naturally. Episode 17, House of the Waiting Family, sees the Elrics on their first visit to their hometown since the noodle incident. The reason they're back, Ed needs an automail upgrade for his leg and a complete replacement for his arm. The idle hours weigh heavily on Edward, and Al suggests visiting their mother's grave, while General Armstrong makes himself useful around the house. Speaking of Al, he's worried about his failing memory. Hmm. With the automail complete, Ed can finally repair the damage that's been keeping Al off his feet. They celebrate with a quick round of sparring, much to Winery's chagrin. She gets them back by helping herself to some alone time with Ed's special pocket watch. Together, the brothers pin General Armstrong, who is astounded by this display of brotherly love. After the match, Winry returns Ed's watch untouched. It seems like the boys are going to leave early, but Armstrong lays out the themes of the episode for everyone, and then they return for one last night at home before hitting the road. That's it. Nice, easy breezy. Two very good episodes of anime. Before we get into the specifics of these episodes, I want to talk generally about the show. Um... Because, Claudia, you brought this to us and gave us this treat, these episodes we were able to watch today. And I wanted to know, you said this is your number one favorite of all time. If we could just hear from you, what is your relationship with this show? Oh, yes. Okay. So this is this was basically my introduction to, like, quote-unquote real anime. Because, yes. you know, when you watch Yu-Gi-Oh!, when you watch Pokemon, when you're our collective age... Uh, we're all around like 30-ish, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. 30-ish. Only 30-ish, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you, you watch those, but you didn't really recognize them as anime, generally. Right. But uh, Full Metal Alchemist was my first, like, I'm distinctly watching an anime because it's an anime. Um, so this, uh, the reason I got into this was because this girl I had a crush on in seventh grade was really into it. 
and I wanted nice. to essentially have more excuses to talk to her. And um, I also, oh lord, I also joined a, uh, <laughs> so fucking embarrassing. Do you swear on your podcast, by the way? Yeah, it's you totally do. fine. I've you're among like friends. A dozen times. Yeah, I guarantee I you we've all shared more embarrassing <laughs> stories than whatever you're about to talk about. I guarantee it. I uh, joined with her a um, FMA roleplay board on, on a Neopets guild. Oh, that's brilliant. Hell yeah. That, yeah. that is that's so good. An incredible point in time. Like yeah. what you just described. <laughs> the most fucking 2007 thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that only could have happened in this stretch of years. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But um I I started started watching it and this was actually one that my dad was a fan of because my dad was the one who really got me into anime and he watches way more anime than than me these days and anime dead yeah anime dead that is surprising that you don't hear that backstory a lot yeah i believe his his background with anime is that when he would get up for uh, to get ready for his job at like you know five or six in the morning at 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 the time like when i was i don't know six seven um dragon ball would be on yeah the work factory where he worked (laughs) um (laughs) He Dragon Ball would be on, and he would just watch it, and he he got to to really enjoy that. Um, mm. So yeah, this was one my dad was a fan of, and when I wasn't watching it on in three parts on YouTube or downloaded at like one hundred and forty four p from Vimeo, uh, I was I was watching it on Toonami with my dad. That's amazing. I think that's the first anime dad story we've had on Anime Club. That is definitely uh, the first anime dad story we've had. My parents don't understand that. Yeah, it, it was it, it was very much like this is a thing I watched by myself. Yeah. Uh, and I had uh, my connection was always the anime friend. I had someone um, mm-hmm. who would introduce me to it. And I remember uh, watching uh, in my in my parents basement, Full Metal Alchemist, so much of this show and being completely 100% pulled in and invested. Uh, it, because I enjoyed Dragon Ball before this. There were, there were other anime that I liked, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I love seeing big muscle dudes punch each other and shoot lasers. But this is the first time that like the story and the characters sucked mm-hmm. me in so intensely, where I was like, I have to know what happens next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was... This thing hit me like a, like a truck. Yeah. I think this was like a lot of people our age's first more like serious, like contemplative, like actually have something to say kind of anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's and, very thematically rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. extremely, extremely. And like, there's some of that coming through in this episode. I think you, you kind of, you picked for us a couple of like filler-ish like off main story episodes. And in fact, I was looking on the Full Metal Alchemist wiki. Here's some interesting facts for you. Uh, episode 13, Full Metal versus Flame is cobbled together from two bonus chapters of the manga. So two mm-hmm. non like main story. And then episode 17 has scenes from chapters 9 and 19. So like two chapters kind of mixed together into one episode. I think that's a good point in terms of, because Full Metal Alchemist 2003, to provide a little context, is not 100% faithful to the manga. Uh, at least uh, it, it, it maintains the storyline pretty well up to a certain point, 
but Full Metal Alchemist, for a little bit of context, was a manga on a monthly release schedule. This is not something that was, this was not in Shonen Jump. This is something that um, was really, really long term. And so the anime outpaced it so quickly that at a certain point, the anime started doing its own story. And so, uh, what is it, a decade or longer later, they went Dude, back. only, I'm going to blow your mind, four years later. Wait, Brotherhood was four years later? Two, no. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It would, would have been six. Sorry, I'm still thinking of 2005. That's still six not very later. much. Okay. okay. Yeah, so Brotherhood was only 2009, which killed me. Because I yeah. was sure it was like 20, 2012, 2013, something like that. It was right after the manga ended, I believe. And and so, or maybe when it was still working its way there. Because Brotherhood is a more faithful um, sort of like, let's stick to the manga. But I think these are t- still two extremely different products at the end of the day because full metal alchemist 2003 really takes its time in this beginning part and really explores these characters before it gets into some of the deeper pieces of the story and i think that's where so much of this nostalgia kicks in for me is i feel like you get to spend a lot more time with ed and al before we really introduce the homunculi and the larger political story that's going on here and those hold some really strong memories for me, like the, the smaller little stories that are told in 2003. Is that how you see it, Claudia? Or what is your, how do you compare these two? So I, one thing I deeply appreciate about the 2003 one is that, is that it strays from the anime because, mm-hmm. uh, or it strays from the manga rather. Um, I I remember reading that, you know, the, the manga series was maybe only halfway done by the time that they were like producing uh the Sounds the anime. Right. Yeah. And so Haruma Arakawa did I get her name right? Yeah, I got her name right. <laughs> um <laughs> just literally behind at, you, that's great. Yeah, looking at my manga she'll find me. Um, <laughs> and uh she she gave them she gave the anime team like her notes for the rest of the series, but they were kind Ooh. of free to do like whatever they they felt was appropriate within the it's cool within those notes and within the themes of the show. And I think that they made a really interesting show. And I, one thing I love about the two thousand three anime is that it like wraps in on itself. A, a lot of the people that you see in the first half of the anime come back in the second, and they they come back changed. Um, my, my favorite example is, uh, Shao Tucker, who I, I'm sorry, I haven't finished the manga, uh, yet. I, I have all of them. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I don't know if Shao Tucker actually comes back in the manga. Um, but in the anime, yeah, in, in the anime, uh, around the halfway point, you find out that he was never actually executed. He was like chimeraed himself they like it looks like they stretched him over the back of a bear or something and he's like determined to sort of bring his daughter back to life and you know they once they spoilers actually get the philosopher's stone there's there's a whole thing of like tucker kidnaps al for this and it's another layer of the the -hmm. whole thing where all these uh, bad guys compare themselves to 
to Ed. And they're like, you know, we're, we're exactly the same. And yeah. I, I just find that so interesting. I love how, how they explore the same themes in different ways. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think that the 2003 anime uh, fails to hit on what the manga and what Brotherhood are, are doing thematically. And I think it is it very much just feels like an alternate universe. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist. And I'm perfectly happy having both of those. Agreed. I, I don't. I, I'm going to say I have not watched much of Brotherhood and I don't really have any intention on it because in my mind, it's like, if I want that story, I'm going to read the manga. And sure, if, sure. if I want if I want a different version of that story, I'm going to watch the anime, the 2003 one. Yeah. And also, I think I remember I watched like an episode or two of Brotherhood and I was like, either these aren't the same voice actors or they have forgotten how to do these voices. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think I may have watched it um, with the in, in Japanese because I, yeah. I don't recall. Because uh, for me, two thousand three is the dub. Like yeah, that is how watch I watched it. it. That's how yeah. I. If I'm going to go back and rewatch it, and that's how I did it today, that's how I'm going to do it. I do think Brotherhood. The the one thing I'll say against it, and if, I can see why starting it is so difficult, is that it takes a a very different tack and approach to the first. Uh, half of the story it really mm. rushes to get to the point where the manga diverges and then it slows down and has that regular pace and there's a bit of whiplash watching it i feel like almost these two <laughs> these two manga should do the fusion or these two anime should do the <laughs> fusion dance and the 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 whole story is in there somewhere yeah it, it's so funny that you say that because these two episodes in terms of pacing are like luxurious mm-hmm. you know like this is the most relaxed like but, but not see now see when we were watching tenshi the pacing was like slow and annoying in tenshi OVA too. yeah this is like so comfy and nice like the the domestic scenes at the mm-hmm. at the uh, east city base with the guys and the fucking dog. Um, These scenes then, were slow, but they were purposeful. The scene yeah. with the dog reflects piece by piece exactly with what Al is doing with the cat. Like there's yeah. this theme yeah. in this episode of finding lost animals and taking them in. And like it is doing things and not just hanging out, yeah. which that means don't get me wrong. I love a hangout anime, but I also gotta say, Rewatching this episode because this is the first time that I've seen this show in uh, at least a decade. Yeah. Um, I caught this time around that Al hiding the cat is a direct parallel to later when, um, the snake girl. Yeah, the snake girl. Yeah, the snake girl. He hides yep. her inside of inside of his oh, suit, and she yes, gets yeah. caught and killed inside of him. The 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 physicality of Al is something that has oh always God. really endeared me to this show. The fact that he is hollow and he is this suit of armor and that it comes into play constantly makes him yeah. such an interesting character. And think about this thematically now that we're now that we've got our like critic hats yeah. on, like a little boy who has been through something terribly traumatic who is now hollow inside and uses that to take care of other people. 
I mean, oh, holy shit. shit. Like, that's thick with me. Good you know? show! Now, oh, some of that's ringing true, truer now than it did back <laughs> when I first watched it. Now that I know I have yeah. DID, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And did y'all know, I read, a, I saw an interview with Aaron Dismuke, the actor who plays Alphonse Elric, who is still working consistently um, in the anime dub business. I hear that voice every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, he, one of the only, like, young boy characters to be played by a young boy, he, like, it, during oh, really? his was actual he? childhood. Oh, was he? Yeah, I think he was, like, 13 when the show was in production. Does a Which fantastic is job with it. I mean, really yeah. and truly, I I think both Ed and Al, the man, so good, brilliant. Al is truly the heart of this series, and and yes. this voice actor fucking kills it every every episode. I think the show doesn't exist without Al. He is, yeah, yeah. of course not. Oh goodness, no. And and the thing that's funny about this is that I always assumed watching the show that they were putting like some kind of electronic filter on his voice. It's not, no. The, the Aaron Dismuke had the script in front of him, had the microphone in front of him, and a big stainless steel bowl right in front of that. Honestly, that's how it's going to turn out best. Yeah. Yeah. It, essentially, it's practical effects for audio. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he had a little bit of a different challenge because Ed's, I mean, Al's mouth doesn't move. So like, I'm curious, I was, I'm always so curious about what that does for his experience as an actor who's dubbing something. This is something we've talked about quite a bit on Anime Club, which is the idea of um, back in the, the early days of dub, I feel like there was such a strict adherence to matching mouth flaps. Yeah. In a yeah, way a that made these the days. script unnatural. Yeah. It gives a really awkward, like, it gives an awkward line read mm-hmm. when you Sometimes, have to, yeah. like, match your English to Japanese. I think it was a few of Winry's lines in our second episode that we watched that were that felt so rushed because it yeah. was trying to to speak that fast uh, and yeah. match both the length of of information that needed to be get to to be uh, set across and also the speed at which the mouth was moving on screen. Yeah, when she gets oh. excited, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah you you've got the exact moment. Um, speaking of information, there was a couple of examples of like the way they do the like information giving the exposition part of these episodes uh-huh. that I thought were interesting to watch. Like in the, in full metal versus flame, the, the guys, you know, you know, the guys, the boys, they have a little conversation about Roy Mustang's flame powers. Cause I guess the viewer hasn't seen them yet. Um, and that gets illustrated for us very, you know, exhaustively. And then the same thing happens in uh 17 about like the the whole backstory basically of these two kids yeah and i think that's interesting from the perspective of like this is an episodic thing that's on television we maybe don't expect everybody to see every single episode um because that's hey that's how it used to be on tv we didn't we didn't know if everybody was going to be able to sit down and watch all of this end to end one thing i really enjoy about about that information giving in house of the waiting family in particular episode 17 is that episode three, as I mentioned before the show, I, I watched episodes three, uh, 13, 17, and I was like, I'm going to watch every episode in between, actually. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going watching episode three until until the halfway point. <laughs> um, but in episode three, they give, like, their, their whole backstory. But the thing that, that 
House of the Waiting Family does is it gives a different perspective. We get to hear how, you know, the rest of Etnell's family, like, feels about about them yeah. and about their situation. Um, and, you know, they they are his family. I I did not remember how callous Al is, or sorry, not Al, how callous Ed, Ed is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he, you know, he's literally with Winry and he's like, we have no family here. Like, what the hell are you yeah, talking about? <laughs> what a dumbass. Dude, yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought it was really fun to have Armstrong along in this. I think yes. that like as a, as a character dynamic, this is brilliant because of course you've got Ed and Al, you know, one boy who's, uh, Ed and Al who share a trauma and carry it differently. One who's kind of like checked out and one who's like actively like defensive all the time, which is funny because he's not the one who's wearing armor. The one who's defensive all the time. He's not full metal. Yes, exactly. He is yeah. not, he is somehow not the, full metal. The but running full metal. gag, yeah. And, and they've <laughs> paired him up, they've paired them up with this guy who is such an open book that it's, that it's a joke every time he's on screen. But he's like also runaway fan favorite character who everybody loves. I, I yeah, I've loved arm. Every moment Armstrong is on scene when I was a kid was like, Mwah. this is the funniest Brilliant. thing I've ever seen. I love this guy. The sparkles around the face, him <laughs> cutting firewood by punching it is so good. <laughs> Honestly, uh, still so- the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, not this episode, but the when he communicates via muscles, when he like just so many things about him that are are a perfect character. And he takes his shirt off in every scene he's in. Also. Yeah, he, he flex it right off. It's no big deal. Uh, he's great, voiced by as we were talking about earlier, the legendary Chris Sabat, Piccolo, Vegeta, uh, All Might. My Hero Academia. Uh, this episode, as I mentioned to you all before we started, is kind of a who's who of the of the dubbing world and a little bit of a star maker. Basically, everybody who's in this is still really successful, um, you know, with the one footnote of the guy who sucks that everybody like knows what an asshole he is. Okay, like good. I'm glad that I'm glad that we're <laughs> putting that out yeah, there because yeah, whenever I yeah. think about the dub, I have to be like, and you know, that There's one character is not voiced by anyone. strangely that was just him produced produced in both english and japanese simultaneously edward elric (laughs) um but yeah i mean i'm talking about like uh roy mustang in this episode uh voice actor named travis willingham who you have absolutely heard he was ace in one piece oh shit he's uh kingpin and insomniac spider-man a lot of people from one piece are in this hawkeye uh lieutenant hawkeye who adopts the dog that's colleen clinkenbeard who plays luffy oh my Uh, god scar who we didn't really get to see very much that's damian clark who was cell in dragon ball z (laughs) all of the cells and winry uh who appeared in who's again from one piece the voice of vivi from the oh, uh, hey, uh, Alabasta nice. arc. And uh, uh, <laughs> she's in Tenchi Muyo War on Geminar also. Aha, all right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and I'm, I'm glad to see all of these uh, voice actors in this because I do think there are some wonderful perform- performances in here. I, I, we've already talked about some of them, but I, I really do love Mustang as well. Like this, this, this first episode, all of the 
how badass is the uh, like the, the the duel they have between Ed and Mustang, and he's so he's good. dropping all these quotes, like all these lessons on him while they're fighting. All war yeah, is deception. He's quoting fucking Sun Tzu. <laughs> yeah, he's Sun Tzu while he's... fighting him. <laughs> if your enemy is of choleric cal- nature, seek to yes, eat. exactly. It's so good. He's so calm and cool and collected. Uh, it, it, it's very hard not to root for him, despite him, you know, um, working for the government. <laughs> Yeah, and it's an well. There's an that tension is something that I'm I'm glad that Full Metal Alchemist plays with. Um, I think this is a show that understands and has a position on war and what war uh, is and how it functions in society, which is really great to see. I love when you know we're actually dealing with serious topics. Hey, being exposed to that kind of messaging in high school. Uh, mm. absolutely. Yes. This was, I huge. was all a hundred percent on board with this. I mean, yeah. this shit hits in America in at like the height of the Iraq war. Yes. 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 I remember Literally. as a kid going, Hey, um, uh, and like pointing at the screen, like, um, George W. Bush is president. <laughs> is this allegory? <laughs> uh, man, I just can't get over it. Like the, the cast of the show is so strong. Like and the the shonen, the like shonen spice that they throw on it. You know how shonen fighting mm-hmm. anime. There's always like this one's about ninjas. This one's about martial artists. This one's about guys who can do, uh, who who shout who shout a keyword and their sword turns into a, a dragon a or whatever, yeah, a monster yeah. of some kind. And this one is alchemy, which is like Cassie was asking me this after we watched it together. She was like, so is, when they say alchemy, do they mean like? alchemy alchemy and it's kind of yeah but it's also just kind of magic it is yeah, it's much magic but, but they I, don't want to call it magic yeah but i love that there is a a consistency of like world building around it the fact like the the yeah. idea of equivalent exchange yeah. Yeah. and the different ways that people use this one prime idea breaking down matter and reconstructing it and turning that into a whole host of different shonen level abilities mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, that is another thing that just really captivated me. They're not just shooting a laser. We can actually dive into some of the reasoning behind, like the whole glove thing. Yes, it's ridiculous. Like he's changing the density of <laughs> oxygen as they explain in this episode, but a, it's cool as hell. And B, at least there is like the idea that they are, they're wizards, right? Like they're putting thought and, uh, they're they're working within their own rule sets to try and make these powers work. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with, with the gloves, they even, them setting up how the gloves work makes a later, a plot point, like two episodes later. Yes. With Scar. Or I, guess, I mean, I guess it, it basically sets up a joke where two episodes later, uh, Mustang is fighting Scar in the rain and doesn't oh realize for a minute that Dumbass. his gloves won't work. Yeah, <laughs> so incredible how badly he fires a gun at him. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sucks that we didn't get to see more of Scar. That's like my only regret. I yeah. he's like one of the coolest characters in anime. Basically, he's I so love good. that dude. Um, really well done, kind of like heel turn type stuff where you know he's presented as this implacable villain who you come to realize is like morally. 100% in the right for the most yeah. part. Uh, <laughs> Turn, turns out the government's bad. 
Um, just really fun. Like Full Metal Alchemist likes to give you something to stretch your brain. Mm-hmm. Something yes. we've been saying as it, we go through this. This it's more than just what's on the surface. It's kind of like a midway point, both in terms of like the complexity of the storytelling and the complexity of the like shonen fighting powers between like Dragon Ball Z on one end and Hunter Hunter on the other end, which is like guys doing long division to figure out how their powers <laughs> work. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this Excel sheet to explain <laughs> this next fight to you. Do you know how compound interest works? I've never seen Hunter Hunter, but (laughs) I've never seen Hunter Hunter, but that kind of makes me want to. Oh, Claudia, if you like the way they explain powers in this, Hunter Hunter is Hunter Hunter is for people who love when they explain the superpowers. Yeah, it's very fun, and I believe it's the same studio. No, this was Bones. Never mind. We were talking about this before we started recording, but um, I one thing I have always really loved about Full Metal Alchemist is that. There's not a lot of parts in it that are shitty towards women. Yeah. Uh, because no shit, it, is, yeah. it is a it is a manga and a series that was written by a woman. Now, we yeah. do have a couple of, like, throwaway gags in this episode. The <laughs> Mustang saying that I'm going to become Fuhrer and make all the all the women wear oh, mini skirts. Mm. Yeah. But again, it's it's it, it when we compare it to some of the other stuff that we have watched. It is very, uh, it, it is very innocent and and very like not shitty, <laughs> yeah. moment to yeah. moment. Um, and I think that's really that comes through a lot here, given that like you know you've got characters like Hawkeye, who is like always competent, always interesting, like comes ha- has her own concerns and her own, you know, she's clearly a person who has interiority. Um, Winry, who could very easily fall into any number of really tired plot stereotypes, um, but who manages to be a fairly interesting and complete person as well. Um, I mean, it's all kind of out there. Like you, the things are not very hidden, you know, as, as is true in many anime Tip characters wear their hearts on their sleeves. You pretty much know their deal immediately. Um, but Winry's relationship with Ed and Al, I mean, it comes through really well just in this one episode. Was this her f- debut episode in the 2003 mm-hmm. mount, uh, anime? No. There were a couple of episodes before this, but this is the first time I believe that we see her in the present day. Because okay. the other episodes we see her are in like their backstory and then in their like mid backstory, like right when Ed becomes a state alchemist. Mm-hmm. So this is our first time seeing her at age 16. And to see them interact, yeah, yeah. in, yeah. in this yeah. context. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great dynamic. I mean, Resembul feels like a cool place to visit, which is like a huge achievement, obviously. Like, if you can make your character hometown actually feel like a nice place, that's huge. I think it's because Haruma Arakawa comes from, I believe, a farming background. Oh. Which is why she wrote which Silver Spoon after the next this manga series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's. I, I think she's from like a small farming town, so make it makes sense, sense that there's like a, a small rural town love in in this manga or and be, in this series. <laughs> because after Full Metal Alchemist, it's it's is it Silver Spoon that she wrote? Is that the did I get the title right or is it yeah one yeah I'm thinking of okay, which does have a lot to do with like that pastoral farming like. 
It's very funny going from one of those manga to the next. <laughs> like, <laughs> understanding how epic and political and like uh, intensely focused Full Metal Alchemist is. Yeah, it's. It, I haven't read much of it, but what I have read is deeply interesting. I I do feel like I need uh like some kind of some kind of guidebook for it because it's very much not. <laughs> it's not a uh, manga for Americans. It is, this is a manga sure, for sure. for people in the Japanese culture who understand this. And there's some stuff in there that I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this in like a general worldwide farming small town kind of thing. But some details are like, okay, yeah, sure. What the hell are they talking about? Yeah, let me. Uh, I need a companion guide. I need someone to to walk me through this. Uh, did y'all ever watch the film Full Metal Alchemist Conqueror of Shambhala? Oh, yeah. I did. I remember basically nothing of it. Uh, I, I watched that with my dad. one thing and one thing only. Hitler. Yeah, I, Hitler's in Yeah, that. Hitler was in that. <laughs> um, and it opens with a really cool fight scene. Very, very, very cool. It's like Envy fights gluttony but gluttony has become like a big giant monster oh yeah it's very cool really great animation i have it on dvd <laughs> Ooh, nice i do remember that envy becomes a dragon at some point in that or am i thinking of the manga i believe you might be thinking of the manga okay then this is the one where envy uh like reveals that like he's he's ed's brother or half brother Maybe. It has been so long since I've seen that movie. I think I watched it exactly one time, and it was in high school, probably. Yeah, I don't really remember. I know they go to real Germany, and that's where Hitler comes in. Because that is, yeah, yeah, well, that's big spoilers for 2003 Full Metal Alchemist. (laughs) Um, They go to Germany. I would say the (laughs) primary, like, differentiation between the manga and the anime-only story. But we don't have to get too much into all of that. One one other, I think the last big major note I have here I wanted to just drop a little bit of knowledge on is um, we did get to see two openings by watching these Yes, episodes. oh my god, I felt And they immediately, blessed. like, threw me backwards in time. I've ne- It's been a long time since I've been hit this hard by nostalgia. Oh, yeah. But watching these two openings, I was like, oh my god, I watched these so many times. Yeah. So I have one note that says definitely a different opening than what I remember. And then I have a second note immediately after that, that just says, never mind. I should have waited till the next episode. Yeah. Cause for I, me, I believe, steady go. Yeah. For me, ready, steady go was the only opening I remember. I think. Yeah, Cause I Toonami think that's the only one that to know four, I think. Yeah. If there I are, yeah. Yes. So this first one, I did not recognize at all. And I kind of had fun with it. Like I, I, it, it was very new, but the vibe on ready, steady go is so perfect for an anime opening, I feel like. It it's is. like the ultimate anime song. Can, can I tell you my relationship with that song real quick? Oh, please, um, yes. So this is around senior year for me when I was really into Full Metal Alchemist uh, in high school. And I also was really into, uh, I had a, the Nintendo DS, brand new system, and uh, that not a region lock system, if you're unaware. There is a video game, Newland's pointing at me, there is a video game that I imported from Japan called Os Tatakai Oendan. Uh, st- Great video Push, game. Fight, Cheer Squad is what that Ooh. translates to, where you play as a group of male cheerleaders. And it's a rhythm game where you cheer 
regular Japanese people through everyday situations, basically. You help a kid study for a test. You help a, a, a guy, like, ask a girl out. And it escalates over time until the very last song, the boss, like, final level of this rhythm game is Ready, Steady, Go. And oh, it is dude. three male cheerleaders cheering everyone they've helped so far and the entire world, including caricatures of France and other countries, uh, creating a giant beam to shoot a meteor that is going to destroy Earth out of the sky. <laughs> did to they this make song, this into Elite Beat Agents? They did. Yes. yes. It, okay. Elite Beat Agents is the localization version of of that game. Uh, you mean I could have had Ready Steady Go instead of whatever the hell American song they they put for that one? Earth, Come Wind on. And Fire, yes. <laughs> September. Oh, well. uh, the final song in Elite Beat Agents was the Rolling Stones Jumping, Jumping Jack, Jack Flash. Flash. Yeah. Yeah. So, a really uh, weird slowed down cover of it to, to, so terrible. that the, uh, the beat could work. This is uh, Elite Beat Agents is the reason I know the band Chicago. Because there was that really intense tearjerker set to the song. Oh, you're fuck. What's that name? Yes, <laughs> yes, inspiration. you're the inspiration. Insane oh, tearjerker. I, I am yeah. digging all three of these games out. Uh, Owendon 1 and 2 and Elite Beat Agents. And I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, get, if, um, listener, if you follow us and get into these... One, you have to play it on original hardware. It's just not the same on an emulator where yeah. you have to click. It's just not possible. You can't do it. Oh, no, no. Because um, you have to spin the little stylus for the, yeah. the wheelie parts. Yeah. Number two, get a screen protector. If you don't have one, you will destroy your touch screen on yeah. the spinners. I actually went through multiple screen protectors uh, oh my <laughs> <God>. in these <laughs> games. Yeah. Dig right through it. Uh, but yes, this it, it, it's funny that we mentioned that because like literally this is such a t such an era. Right, 2005. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a, a Wendon on the DS watching Full Metal Alchemist on Toonami. Um, <laughs> yeah, going online, posting anime music videos. I remember there was one that I saw of this show, Full Metal Alchemist, to the song Dream On by Aerosmith, that I'm pretty sure I had bookmarked at the time because I watched <laughs> it so much. Uh, oh, man. Full Metal Alchemist is so good. I'm so glad you uh, gave us this, Claudia. Yes, this was I a gift to us uh, to watch this extremely high quality, influential anime and talk about it on the club. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here and talk about it. I think we're going to have to come back to Full Metal Alchemist in some form or fashion. It I really fits like into our timeline. I think yes. we could do uh, season three or four. Let's come back and and start from episode one and and revisit this because there's so much to say here. Yeah, and as I recall, like the plotty plot, the the plottiness of it does not ever get tiresome. It's like nope. there's always something happening. It's interesting. The characters react in realistic and and sometimes surprising ways. It's a good TV show. Yeah. Hey. Whenever you want to have me back on, I would be happy to to join in at any point. You've got 100%. a spot locked in when we when we, when we revisit. And, and I think even just aside from that, like planning on season three, I think doing more episodes like this where we bring in something that we didn't plan on, maybe watch something out of the traditional schedule. That's something I want to experiment more with a little bit too, because um, I have some 100%. plans. I have some plans for after we finish our next series, Yu Yu Hakusho, that I will be telling you all about and if 
if everything goes according to plan, that's what we'll be doing next time. Yu Yu Hakusho episodes one and two. Um, over the moon, looking forward to it, of course. I have so um, much to say when we get there. <laughs> Max is going to really go off. Get ready for I'm, it. I'm really going to go off. Again, I think I've said it the last few episodes, but I did during our, our season break watch almost all of this show. Wow. Wow. I watched at least 100 episodes of it. That is actually wow. my uh, my wife's favorite anime. I see why. Like the it's other so huge good. half of my books down here. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Uh, well, Claudia, hey, look, if people uh, enjoyed you here, as I'm sure they did, wh- uh, what else can they do to to find you on the internet? Well, uh, you can listen to the Three Little Words podcast here on the Moonshot Network. Uh, we read and rank romance novels on steaminess, dreaminess, and meminess. Uh, I'm not sure when this episode is coming out, but if it Monday. is, uh, oh, this Monday. Okay. Yeah. That'll then, be, um, January 30. Okay. Then hopefully t- like two days after that, uh, there'll be a new episode where we're talking about, uh, wildfire sea dragon, uh, the third book Whoa. in the wildfire shifters series that we've been reading over the course of our series. Um, and it's the best one to date. Um, could I get really quickly, just so we can do a little bit of synergy here, Full Metal Alchemist, how much steaminess, dreaminess, and memeiness do you detect? Okay. So, dreaminess. I'm giving it like a like a four and a half, five. I think that plenty of characters do plenty of dreamy things. I think yeah. that, uh, that Maze Hughes is the best kind of wife guy. Yeah, a, a wife yes. guy who's oh, actually God. just a good husband. Um, you love and you he will continue to, to be it. forever. Um, I think uh, steaminess. Is, I'm gonna give it like a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Armstrong fair. takes off his shirt a lot. If if there you're is into a character dudes. called that, yeah. yeah, there. Uh, yeah, she. Yeah, there's not sure what her powers have to do with that. There's also one elf character, Siren, who has a an alchemy circle like tattooed she on was her cleavage. In the episode we watched, yeah, that. she was. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, and meminess, I I'm gonna give it like a like a three and a half. I think there's a lot of stuff that is still referenced to this day, mm. and I think that it has uh, a lot of good good humor that actually hits like where it's supposed to. Well, you've heard it here. Full Metal Alchemist now officially has the score. Brilliant. Fun fact, Nicole and I actually met in an anime club. Hey! Which is also where I met my wife. Whoa, synergy. (laughs) (laughs) Anime truly brings us all together. I'm pretty sure I saw my first episode of Full Metal Alchemist at my high school anime club. I want to say that that's true. That feels true. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at PunkDyke, P-U-N-K-D-Y-K-E. I can't believe nobody had that at. That's a good get. Thank you. Thank you. My co-host, I've said it so much that I think the the amazement has worn off for her. (laughs) But I, I am still amazed to this day.
bell means this week's episode of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. If you'd like to follow us online, you can at Anime Club Pod on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Max Newland underscore Mr. Kostrak. How about you? Uh, it's at uh, Max underscore Tax. Come say hi. Ding, ding, ding. I have a new review for you all. Oh, hell yeah. And this oh, is... There's no chicken-headed shit? I checked. I ran it through all the filters. It did 0% chicken-headed shit. Hey, it's a time to celebrate. Read that time review, Newland. This is from Flying Mayonnaise. This show is a kilge club I'd like to join. Um, <laughs> great, lovely host making a fun show that feels like hanging out with good friends. The unique game show element and succinct quality recaps of the material watched really makes it stand out from other anime podcasts out there. Thank you. There may be no need to for Tenchi, but you need to join the club. Wow, thank you so much. What a glowing review. Kind. So kind. Uh, and if you want to leave a review, you can. Apple Podcasts, five stars, gets you a, your your review read out loud, unless it's got that chicken-headed shit, and then we say no. Yeah. We say simply say no. And I'm not going to bring any aggression. Uh, this time around because we got a really nice one so we really hey, let's nice keep one, yeah. that good energy flowing yeah keep that good energy flowing watch those first two episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho maybe you already watched them but hey watch them again if you did and again we're so glad we got to spend this time with you thank you for listening and we'll see you at the next meeting Ready?